Hello and welcome to Radio Free Tote Bag. My name is Arthur. My name is Donovan. Today, I was at the unnamed retail establishment. A customer walks through the door like white as a sheet, just like terrified. And we're like, what the fuck? She's like, "Do you can you get a manager up here? And I'm like, oh no, did, did something happen? Manager comes up. And this customer says to her, I just saw a white van pull up and they got out of the van and they put a fake license plate over their license plate and he was wearing a scream mask and I think he had a gun. (laughs) And she's like, my husband just called the police and I'm like, I'm fucking leaving. I'm leaving right now. I'm getting going elsewhere than this is happening. But I didn't. But I didn't, because uh, nobody told me I was allowed to leave, because I'm, I'm a good little worker. Blah, blah, blah. So, uh, in the end, it turns out that they were just, like, trying to do some shoplifting. They uh, they caught the girl of the duo. It was a guy and a girl. Caught the girl. Guy ran away. And uh, when I left work, they still hadn't found him. Fun story, right? Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah, I, like that. I like that outcome, dude. Much like being barefoot, shoplifting is not a crime. <laughs> it's from a major retail chain and this is fact folks you can look this up that's not a fucking crime ethically speaking ethically speaking legally speaking. that's a wild that's a wild amount of effort to go to to shoplift like you're changing your plates out to shoplift yeah that's seems fucking like, crazy seems dude. like a lot it's like it does i and also i, I need know. to know more about the, the scr- mask i need to know more about the scream mask yeah I get like covering your face or whatever, but we're all doing but that anyway like, right now. That would be so easy yeah. to get away with. And you're drawing so much attention to yourself. Do you think? Wait, do you think anybody's in that situation? They didn't have any face masks. The only thing they had was like a Halloween mask. <laughs> so they roll into a store and like and like a Joker mask. They go to the <laughs> counter. They're like, Haha, sorry, I don't have any paper masks. I, I care about your safety and my own. <laughs> do you think that ever happens? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay, good. Did anything right. did anything interesting happen for you today? Did you uh did you have mortal fear of your life and prepare to duck behind a counter? No, oh, dude, I've been high energy today, which has been nice. Occasionally happens. Got a bunch of shit done. Played some squids, drove to to get some snacks from the uh gas station. And there's a weird divide here in Madeira, like the section we're in lots of black lives matter signs but as i was going out towards this i see all these just just dog shit looking signs in front of people's houses a white background red font in papyrus and it says like thank thank you madeira police or something along oh sure sure which is just fucking which is just fucking comedy to me (laughs) <laughs> they're just they're fucking simping for the cops, dude. Like these people would absolutely. There's that copy pasta, like only time this hero officer takes a knee or whatever, suck a hero officer's dick. Yeah, that whole thing. I, I really think like half of these these fucking chuds would literally suck a cop off if asked to. Like I, th- <laughs> I honestly think they would. I would. The fact that you're putting signs up during protests, you're like, oh, what if you, what if they hurt their feelings with their fucking guns and legalized fall? What if you hurt their, their feelings? 
they do so much for us. Like when I get robbed and, and fucking call them and then no report is ever made and nothing ever comes of it. So much important shit. <laughs> you fucking chuds. You fucking simpering pussies. I fucking hate them, dude. I, I was like irrationally. It's not irrational. Actually, it's completely rational. But I, I was pissed off. I was rolling back and I see some fucker out in their lawn. So I, I flipped them off. But Nice. Oh, I was like, just to get a bulldozer and run down these fucking signs, man. God damn. You fucking cowards. Fuck you. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm always having a great day. Besides that, I'm high energy. Low low heated, it seems. Yeah. Oh, God, it's pissing me off. Donovan, what do you say we turn up the heat on some of these Reddit questions? I'm down for that. Let's put some positive energy into the world through the power of podcasting. Would it be ethical to catfish him, 30s M, and 20s F? I was dating a man who is slash was way too old for me, traumatizing me sexually as a result, using me and dumping me. I wasn't too upset that he said no to me as I got sick of how he was treating me. I am not out for revenge, but he toyed with me for a long time, and I would like to do that to him. He isn't too healthy and doesn't take care of himself, and he doesn't get many prospects as a result. I know he has an old profile. I made a fake profile and he is talking to it. I am not promising anything or asking to meet. I would feel awful if I asked my catfish profile to meet and he waited for someone who would never come. I am instead vague, saying stuff like, just looking. My plan is to talk to him a lot, make him think he has a chance, then delete the profile suddenly. Upset, he will feel down and talk to me. It gives me... A rush messing with him. Is this ever ethical? TLDR, is it ethical to catfish? Posted by National Truck 2360. <laughs> I just want to point out, like, is this ever eth- ethical is, like, large text? Like, you can do formatting on Reddit questions? Yeah. Why? Why did <laughs> Why did you do this? Just to put the emphasis on that? Yeah. And then the TLDR right after, it's basically the same, the same thing. Uh... I don't know. I was going to say don't do this just because it's a waste of time and you yeah. shouldn't engage with people who are who are garbage piles like this. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, but especially not because you say upset he will feel down and talk to me. That's not, not good. What, not a good talking impulse about how this was like awful. You don't want this guy to talk to you like fucking block this dude. Don't don't put any effort into this guy at all is my stance. This guy sucks. Fucking just block his ass. Block, block his ass and move on. Get the fuck out of his life. Disentangle your lives. This is just so you can keep fucking playing with him. It's really so you can keep talking to him. Like, I think, you know, so you say that he abused you mentally and it scarred you. This is evident by your desire to continue to talk to him. Right. And that's that's common a lot of times in, like, emotionally or even physically abusive relationships is like, you can even recognize that it's abusive, but you still get the impulse to like, keep going back to that person. And, uh, and this is a strange way of going about doing that. Definitely. Like, are you going to, you're going to catfish him to make him feel bad so that he comes back to you. And then you're in the same shitty relationship. Like, I don't, is that what I thought it was just going to be like, and then I'm going to delete it and he's, you know, he's going to be down and that's going to be it. And like, like I said, even then, I don't know that that's kind of funny, but this dude's not worth that effort, you know? (laughs) 
And so I, I wanted to include this one because it specifically said, I love how specific the question is. Would it be ethical to catfish him? No, it's not ethical to catfish anybody ever. I mean, as far as like, if you, if you're not trying to do it to get him to talk to you, uh, cause I just don't think that's good for you. I don't, this dude's a piece of garbage. Like, I think it's ethical to fuck with him. I think it's ethical. I also think you shouldn't do it. You know, mm. don't invest any more time into this. See, I think that you should fuck with him, but it's not ethical to do. I think that sometimes you can breach ethics for the purpose of fucking with somebody, but I don't think it's ethical. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I feel that my laws of ethics change when people are garbage piles. True. You know? Like I, hitting a dude in the face with a hammer, that's not ethical. But hitting this guy in the face with a hammer, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, treat the janitor the same way you treat the CEO. No way, man. I wouldn't guillotine the janitor. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like, context matters. But again, it, like, even if this is all good to do, it's it, this is just a waste of your time. And again, the fact that you have the impulse to go back to talk to him after recognizing that this is an abusive situation, that's that's not good. And no. I think that means that you still need to do some processing on this. That does that should not include this guy. Like I said, I, I think block this guy. Um, but like if you're getting in your head to this level and he's like coming into your thoughts a whole lot. You know, like there, there, there's therapy and, and like positive coping mechanisms and all, all sorts of things you can get into to kind of help with that, uh, that don't involve engaging in any way with this guy. So True. I reckon focus on yourself, make a regular Tinder profile, try to find a guy who doesn't suck, you know, and, uh, don't catfish them. Just like go out with them and have a nice time. Yeah. Revenge is, mm, I'm going to say never worth it. Cause like, what do you typically? What do you get yeah, out of typically, it? Typically, typically not. You're like, ha ha, I made you feel especially, bad. Especially here. And revenge on like a toxic person like this is like particularly difficult, right? Because like if they're abusive to this level, God knows, like they're going to try to retaliate or some shit. Oh, like, yeah. Just, I just get you fired from get your job or some it. shit. Yeah. Sucked so. it. I don't know reporting him or something like that. And he gets fired like that. That's, that's all good. But I, I just, I don't think this is worth getting. I don't think it's worth putting energy into. Right. Um, you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm done putting energy into this question. Nice. <laughs> okay. Oh, good transition. <laughs> Damn. That's, that's usually my job. I was listening yeah. back to the one with you and, and, uh, and the fake Donovan mm -hmm. and, uh, you were handling the transitions. I was proud of you. Thanks buddy. Impressed. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say we punch on over to these Reddit questions? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. I was off the that dome. One. That was impressive. Well, uh, speaking of punching, I'm going to punch my next tab in my web browser to open the question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, hey, yeah. Uh, punch completed. We're here. We're in the question box. It's the part of the show where you, the listener, you can send in your questions. We'll answer them really fucking well because we're incredible. 
And if you'd like to send your questions to a couple of uh, incredible fellas, you can find a link to the question box in our Instagram bio. That's at Radio Free Tote Bag. Or our website, uh, radiofreetotebag.podient.co. We got two questions this week. And here's what we got first. Pre-pandemic, I went on a couple dates with a girl from Hinge who I really thought I vibed with, but we never made time to go on more dates, even though we both knew the other person was interested. And we eventually fizzled, other than small texts here and there about shared interests. After quarantine started, she moved pretty far to be with family and has now started seeing a new girlfriend pretty seriously. But recently, she has been messaging me out of the blue pretty frequently. And we've started to have a fun, friendshipy rapport again. Do you think there could be any chance she still has some interest in me? Or maybe some regret that she and I didn't try harder to see if we'd have a connection? I figure I'm probably reading into her messaging too, her messaging me too much. But what do y'all think? Arthur, huh. what do y'all think? I think... I think the interest has to be kind of there but like she's seeing someone right yeah because this it's a hinge thing so you came into this on a romantic level it didn't pan out now she's with somebody um maybe things aren't so great with new girlfriend maybe she's testing the water seeing if she can jump over to a new person that's 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 definitely possible. Like there there's I think at the very least there's there's friendship interest here. But I would lean more towards there's romantic interest again cuz you said that this didn't work out cuz you didn't really have time to sort it out like with everything that's been that's been going on. And I think that's the kind of thing that people tend to come back to, right? It's not like you went on dates and you're, she's like, I don't like this girl and, you know, blew you off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just didn't pan out. She's in another place and uh, there's somebody else she's interested in. And that's, uh, and that's worked out. I just punched the fuck out of the mic. God damn it. <laughs> Dong. Um, uh, but yeah, like if you if you got the interest here, don't, don't invest too much in this because like Arthur said, she's got a partner now. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with shooting some messages back and forth. Yeah, I just I don't don't put too much expectation on this because you might end up getting disappointed. You don't, know, shit's yeah. still going on. Uh, I don't know when you'd be able to see each other even. Yeah, don't get your hopes up, but kind of stay in the mix. You know what I mean? Because like uh, you're you're sort of being backburnered in a way. You know what I mean? Like hundred uh, percent. We're, we're gonna heat this up a little bit over here we're, while we work on the on the fajita veggies. You know, so. <laughs> Uh, when the fajita veggies are done, I don't know, maybe it's barbacoa time. Shit. And you can only cook the fajita veggies for so long, Arthur. The queso on the back burner, you can leave that fucker simmering for like quite some time. That's it's true. actually better. That's true. Keeps it, keeps it liquidy. You know, you could dip a chip in at any time. Yeah. But it, and it gets, uh, it gets thicker, but because of evaporation, less plentiful. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I don't know how to move that. But my brains, I'm not following the analogy anymore. There's too many variables. Thick, thicker and more plentiful. No, I got the reference. I was just trying to pull it to another place, and then I couldn't come up with okay. anything. Damn. So you're Damn. the queso. Okay. Hang right. out being the queso. But like, uh, there's a bag of like a hundred chips, and this gal's just one of the chips. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I think, like I said, don't don't get too invested in this or this be, analogy. Like, what, I'm, what I'm what I'm saying is is be 
hitting up other people, like be pursuing other people. But like, it's totally cool to kind of like message back and forth uh, with this gal and maybe something pans out eventually and, and maybe it doesn't. But I just I wouldn't go beyond that. Right. Especially while she's in the relationship. Don't don't go beyond that, because I, I think that's just kind of disrespectful. But also um, but but also because like you, you don't want this to you don't want any weirdness to come out of this in the interim, you know, so it's just really just maintaining kind of this line of contact. And like I said, worst case scenario, you make a friend out of this. You guys stay in touch and best case, you know, maybe it doesn't work out with the current partner. And once things are back to normal, if they ever, if they ever are in terms of like moving around, right. Uh, maybe she's in the same place again and you can hit her up easily. Cause you like, you've, you've been in touch, you know, for sure. So that's also like express an interest on your part. Uh, cause if you just kind of stop the contact and she ends it, you know, I don't think she's going to be reaching out, but you keep those memes going back and forth. Mm. Mm-hmm. See the breakup. And then you send her a meme when you're like, that's like, uh, uh, when you see a, a hot girl, and you're a tub of queso, uh, and you dump yourself all over her, and then she knows what's up, and then you, you commence a fucking. So, stay cheesy. <laughs> I'm in such a dumbass uh, mood, dude. Okay. We got one more in this question box. You want to hear it? Yeah. With the current climate of the world, how does one convey interest to someone while also respecting arrival distancing, which I imagine is social distancing, and the new norm. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to sort that out too. So arrival how do you how do you do it? Social distancing. How do you respect arrival distancing? Uh, I don't it, like this is similar to the uh the question we we were just answering actually. Like I reckon it's something similar. Um you know, if you got interest in somebody but you can't physically go out, you can't really progress things any more than talking a bit. I just lean into that, you know, talk to somebody a lot. Uh, maybe you get on like a zoom call or some shit with them. Yeah. I think that's about as far as you can progress things right now. Yeah. Um, but spend like, and then you spend some actual time chatting or maybe like to do like a watch party together or, or some shit. Watch parties um, are very good. Very strong choice. But basically it's the same deal. It's just kind of like interacting the most that you can right now. And you can kind of suss things out from there too. You know, if they're, if they're getting flirty or something, you can be like, Hey, I wish I could like take you out or something, but we can't on account of death virus and hell world. And they're like, Oh, I know. But like maybe when things calm down and like, you know, then you got it set or, you know, if they're interested and you're in the same place, maybe you can like arrange to actually see each other, you know? Cause I don't think anybody wants to be casually going on a bunch of dates right now. Right. But like, if you're talking to somebody you like quite a lot and they like you too, and you want to hang out like solo, I, like, I think that's possible. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I did go on a date post COVID and, uh, we went to a park and stayed very far away from other people. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so there's that sort of thing you can do if if you're in the same place. Um, but if you can't physically see him, I'd, I'd just stick to kind of just, I don't know, talk as much as you can. Just maybe don't overdo it. And um, 
I just just kind of just kind of see what happens. I mean, it, it's basically like dating normally, just minus the FaceTime. So just, I, and I think a good way of doing that is to set an actual activity. There's a difference between just like hitting a friend up or a random call and a like, hey, like tonight at eight or some shit. Do you want to watch such and such? Like that's yeah. that's kind of a date, you know. And you don't do that with somebody you you have no interest in. So. I don't know. See if they want to watch Love Island or some shit. That's my jam. I was Abigail say, and I have watched. So we're on the sixth season of Love Island. We've watched in quarantine. Fuck. Arthur, there are about 40 episodes in each of these seasons. Jeez. 40 hour long episodes. <laughs> hour long. <laughs> they it's could, so good. They it's film. So good. They film 40 hours of this. Like oh, more yeah, than man. 40 because you got to cut it down, right? You got to edit to shit. Yeah, cut uh, down substantially. I, I've never, I've never, it's not even that I wasn't into, I've just never watched reality shows. And then uh, girlfriend got me on this at the beginning of this shit. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll check it out. First I, episode, you're like, I hate all these people. And then two or three <laughs> episodes later, you're like, I fucking, I ship John and Hannah forever. Fucking Johnny's a piece of garbage. It, 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 it's fun. It's a good like background show to throw sure, on. Sure, sure. Kind of banter. So about, you can, like but, talk and make out. And yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bingo. Bingo. Fuck. So watch they, Love Island. Tell him you want to go to the Love Island with him and watch that together. It's also fun because it's relationship shit. So you can talk about relationship dynamics and if they're like, oh, so-and-so is pretty cool, but in your head you're like, that dude's a gaslighting piece of shit, then maybe you know that this person could be a gaslighting piece of shit, too, and you probably should avoid him. So it could be a good like a good test show, too. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I saw an advertisement for a reality television show called Love After Lockdown. The premise of the program Jesus. is uh, people who have been released from prison uh, finding love. And it's some of the I most. I thought it was going to be like a COVID thing. No, it was some of the most fucking classist garbage I've ever seen. It's basically, ha look at these meth heads. Fucking oh, like, God. it's fucking sucks. So don't watch Love After Lockdown. Watch Love Island. There you go. Oh, man. I hate that shit. Yeah. Fucking cops and all those shows that's just like, ha poor people getting depressed. It's their fault. By the ah. way, I'm going <laughs> to check it out. That's a little snippet of Crab Rave for cops it's over oh shit before we get back to reddit we gotta mention too that bolsonaro's got the roni (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah let's let's send a crab rave prayer to the crab rave gods that uh motherfucker eats shit and dies because that dude's fucking out there fascist and that would be tight i'm just gonna put that out there into the world uh bolsonaro die soon bitch I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Crab Rave will be played at the execution of the last capitalist. <laughs> oh, too good. Also a great song. That's legit. Like, Fucking legitimately good. Thanks, Monster Cat. Yeah. Good times. All right. What do we what do we got back here in Reddit? We got. Uh, we got my BF's fetish here and it's kind of ruining our relationship. IDK, what to do? Well, I didn't intend for my return to Reddit being an R sex post, but here I am. Uh, I don't give a shit. We're glad. Reddit-y we're context. glad you're back. You fucking dork. <laughs> Sorry. So I knew my BF was into certain parts of the female figure when I met him. We met at a party, and he had a hard time looking me in the eye. 
In his defense, I didn't make it easy on him. I was wearing a tight top. I wanted the attention. We hooked up, started dating, and everything was great at first. I'm not exactly a supermodel, and I've never been called cool. So my boobs and oral are my mm. secret weapons. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one night, we were watching porn together, and I see a lot of purple links, especially here on Reddit. I'm like, okay, to each their own. I start to tease him about wanting implants. I don't. Or carb loading, so I gain weight. I won't. And get bigger chest. <laughs> He loved it. I liked how happy it made him. I felt really accomplished and sexy. But then stuff started happening. So I love sucking dicks. Preach, sister. I've always liked it because I hear so many stories about guys never getting one. It makes me feel powerful and sexy. Me too. One time I blew him and he just seemed not that into it. Some guys aren't. I tried everything. Slow, teasing, deep-throating. Deep throat and hold, fast, hard, little reaction. I can feel him kind of getting soft, so I come up for air and wrap my boobs around him. He's rock hard and moaning. So, naturally, I tit-fuck him. Would He would be tit-fucking you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she, like, twisted, the, twisted them titties up uh, into a kind of phallic shape and stuffed it up this guy's bangus. Yep, you know? he did. They, she did do that. That's the little-known variant of tit-fucking. Okay. I don't exactly love tit-fucking, but it can sometimes be fun. Oh, also, he gets off almost immediately, and I'm happy I was able to get him off. Then, we're having sex. I bent over, and he's just not very enthusiastic. So I tell him to put it in my ass. What guy doesn't love anal? Some guy. He says, maybe later. That's fine, but after I get off, I can tell he's struggling. So I kneel in front of him, ready to suck his dick, and he blows all over my chest instantly. Basically, if boobs aren't involved, he can't get off. He seems genuinely disinterested in sex acts, sex acts not involving my boobs. I'm okay with him having a fetish, but it's starting to get in the way of my pleasure. Foreplay? Boobs. I'm on my knees? Boobs. Can't finish? Boobs. Want to watch porn? Boobs. Me? Boobs. Boobs. I'm boobs. boobs. <laughs> I'm just reading this verbatim. He stopped saying, you're pretty, etc. And just started complimenting my top or my boobs directly. Mm. I even feel like it's affecting daily stuff. I tried to pick out a cute outfit and wanted to know which pants my butt looked better in. Do you want to do a little role play here? Yeah. Yeah, you want you won't be him? Oh sure, sure. Okay. Which pair makes my ass look better? I don't know, but that top makes your tits look amazing. But what about my ass? I don't know, just pick the one you like best. And then there's like that face emoji with the closed eyes and the line for a mouth indicating. Flat Mm. mouth. Yeah, it's very mm. I've also noticed him constantly wanting to pick fast food or I assume that's unhealthy restaurants. I imagine reality restaurants. <laughs> what? It's like non-Euclidean restaurants that he's picking. Oh, would you like the? Ah, uh, uh, oh, fuck! What are they called? We're What's going- the loop? 
Well, would you like the Mobius pasta here in the Unreality restaurant? Or, or the fucking uh, uh, the Fibonacci ravioli. Oh, that's delicious. I hear, I hear very good things. You get a small piece and then a piece that's like three times bigger and then like another bigger piece. Okay. That's pretty good. That's good material at Unreality restaurants. So I've also noticed I'm constantly wanting to pick fast food or unhealthy restaurants. I joked one day that I felt like he was trying to fasten me up, oh, and I, I think swear he was hard. Bad. I think that's. Bad. I didn't have the guts to check. I've told him I think I like my size as is several times. He started asking me to wear the outfit I wore when we met. Oh no! I only wear it for dramatic effect and/or if I don't plan on wearing it long. Yes, it makes me look good, but it's uncomfortable. I don't know what to do about this. I like when my boobs get attention, but I feel like he's dating my boobs, and I'm just along for the ride. He's a very sweet guy. He can be shy, but he's got a heart of gold, and he does look out for me. I don't know what to do because it's getting in the way. TLDR, my boyfriend has a fetish, and it's kind of ruining sex. It's even affecting our relationship. And it was posted by Maggie underscore double H. Wow. Double H, you say? Yeah, do you think, is that is that a bra size? It is, because they go up to, like, like very high very high letters, you know what I mean? So there's, like, a D cup. D-E-F-G-H. Yeah. Okay, damn, dude. Yeah. Damn, dude, pendulums. These are some pendulum pendulums hangers. And, and they're great. And he thinks they're extremely great, which is getting in the way because he thinks they're so great that they're the only thing that matters sexually. Right. And and as she's saying, like shit like that can be flattering, but nobody wants to be reduced to like a single, not even personality trait, right. just a part of them physically. You know, you don't want to be like, cause you don't want to think like, as she said, this dude's dating my boobs. Like, like <laughs> I assume it would make you wonder like if, if my tits were not in the equation, like, would, would this be working or if they were on another person? Um, and, and, and I think that that could be a problem with like a, a lot of fetish stuff with dating that we've talked about where it's like, are, are, is this person in it for the sexual fetish aspect of it alone? And, and then shit gets kind of weird. And if they're really zeroed in on that, then how the fuck are you supposed to like, when, when do you come into the picture? Right. Like, right. Like when, when do you get to do something you're into? It seems like he's just kind of literally everything that doesn't involve your tits is kind of like, yeah. And that's no fun for you. You know, let me be a bit of a, of a devil's advocate here. I don't love that term. I don't love being that guy, but you did get off the first time you guys fooled around and he got off too. So it's like, it seems like if your needs aren't being satisfied, then that's not good and there has to be a conversation. But like, aren't they? Based on what I'm reading here, it seems that, you you know, she's she's getting off when they get down and and that's great. So like there is there is a difference though but between just like getting off and like getting to do the shit that you're into sure. or having a fulfilling Oh right. Experience. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point because like uh if say she likes anal cuz apparently the first time they're hooking up she's like put it in my ass. So obviously anal is part of the equation for her. And if he doesn't want to do that, then that sucks. 
Yeah, and even more than, like, doesn't want to, like, he starts getting soft. Like, he's not doing any of this other shit. Right, right. That That's a tough one because a lot of that is a him problem. Like, just as a sexual partner, you, you got to be focused on the other person, too. You can't just be so in, entrenched into your own fetish like this that, it, like, everything else is, is secondary. Because, like, then your sexual experience, it's going to be grating on the other person. Like, people yeah. get sick of that shit. Yeah. Um. But also, like, I say this as a man, men are fucking idiots, you know, <laughs> especially when it comes to sex, oh, like, yeah. and especially when it comes to like, a, like a woman's needs, like there, we've talked about this, like there's so much revolving around in our culture, like sex is such a male focused thing yeah. very often. Yeah. And sometimes I don't think that's just like, that's not actively a guy being shitty. I think sometimes you're just. In, that's ingrained into you. And so you literally just don't even think of the other person, which is shitty. And you should work on that. But sometimes like dude's not even aware of this stuff. So I reckon if like, if the boobs thing is making you really uncomfortable, maybe bring that up to him. But you could also do this in a more indirect route that may get you closer to what you want. Like, what are you into? You know, like, do you have like a particular fetish thing or something you're into and tell him about it. And Hopefully he's down to do that. Like point it in that direction. Yeah. Um, Cause then like there's, there's a very clear, Hey, like I want to do this. And if you have sex and he fucks around with your tits and then he's like, eh, I don't want to do that. Then it's like, what the fuck? You yeah. Know, then you like have your an- clear cut. Yeah, I'm you doing have the your thing answer. for you. Do the thing for me. Um, so if there, if there's something in there or like just anything additional to your sex life that that's not happening, uh, I'd have a conversation about that, lay it out to him. And ideally, you know, he's on board and you get into that stuff. And like, maybe this works out. Maybe you also realize that like, Hey, anal is pretty cool too. Butts are great. You know, it doesn't all have to be about the top portion. That's true. Um, so just, just talk it out. But I'll say the big red flag here is going to be, if you bring this stuff up and he starts to get like really whiny about it, Mm. Or, you know, it's a fucking chore for him to do this shit. Cause again, like you're, you're putting the effort in here for him, for what he wants, even though it's not your favorite thing. And if he's not going to reciprocate it, uh, that may not be the best match there. So even give it a swing though, even Jack Black's character in, uh, the song, I have to look up the fucking title. What's the name of the fucking song? Tribute. True. No, it wasn't tribute. Hold the fuck on. It's the only one I know. Uh, oh, there's the one where he says Burrito Supreme. Fuck, fuck her gently. It's Fuck Her Gently is the name of the song. Uh, uh, he said, uh, what's your favorite position? That's cool with me. It's not my favorite, but I'll do it for you. And that ca- <laughs> that character's an idiot, right? <laughs> like, the character he's playing on that album is really fucking stupid, and even he knows. It's not my favorite, right. but I'll do it for you. Right. And, and I, I think... You know, short of somebody being asexual or maybe something else is going on in there. But if you really, like, have feelings for somebody, like, I think you'll do that, you know? I think you'll do the thing that you're not... You're, not, if, not if it's something, obviously, that's, like, hor- horrific or something. But if it's something that's not your favorite thing, but your partner's into it, like, you feel like you'd do the shit for them if, if, you're really into, if you're really into that partner. So bring up the conversation give it some time maybe he comes around maybe he doesn't but like i said if he doesn't i think that's a pretty decent sized red flag especially if he's whiny about it but you, you kind of just got to see what happens here would you like to posthumously do a paraphilia pantry on this one real quick 
Yeah, yeah. It yeah, is, we, fuck, uh, we fucking miss that. Because it's one of those ones that's more of, I don't know, it's not that out there of a fetish. Like, it's got dudes some, love tits. It's got know? names. It's like common ass stuff. But this is particularly focused on it, it sounds like. What's the uh, uh, mammoth, mammophilia? Very, very close. It is Mastofact. Uh, Mastofact? Yeah, which there was a whole video game called Mastofact. No, it was Mastofact, my bad. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> breast partialism or masophilia. It is right on. It is a highly atypical sexual interest focused on female breasts. What does that mean? A highly atypical. Oh, so the interest itself would be atypical, like an atypical right. degree of interest. Yeah, like it's not just like oh, tits are hot. You know, it's like oh, I want to fuck the tits. Yes, you know? <laughs> it's just focused on the tits. As if they're like this separate thing, like I was talking about before. Um, but yeah, since again, since it's not one that's so out there, though, like I wouldn't be surprised if this dude doesn't even realize, you know, w- wouldn't even deem himself as somebody with a fetish. Cause right, he was just like uh, it's a common I'm, you, thing out there. Fuck, it's just like being into twins. You know, it's like it's a very, <laughs> very like mainstreamed kind of thing. Guys love fucking boobs. Right. Uh, but if you like boobs to the degree that butts don't do it for you. <laughs> right? Because butts yeah, are so good. I fucking love butts, man. That's wild. And the degree to that, like, you're 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 starting to go soft if the tits aren't involved. That's right. That's wild. That is insane so, to me. But, but again, like, that's, like, you can have that kind of fetish. That's okay. It's just that, like, the fact that that's your fetish doesn't mean that everything like gets to stay in that zone. You got to do shit for your partner yeah. there too. And I don't know. I don't know any woman who's like, you know what my thing is just like, just having my tits played with. <laughs> and that's it forever. That's That's all I'm having <laughs> every day. I look at the menu of sexual appetites and, uh, I pick play with my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like the queso, back to the queso analogy. Yes. That'd be like getting chips and queso just repeatedly. Like, they're great, but you can't sustain yourself off of nothing but chips and queso. You, you gotta will get die. Some, uh, <laughs> you got to get some donut holes in there, too. It, um, hmm. Yep, donut holes and maybe <laughs> maybe some uh, sausages. Get, some, yeah. get, get a kielbasa sausage. Your butt cheeks is warm. And like some uh, salary stick sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Get some vegetables in there. All right. Good luck, Maggie. <laughs> Talk to this dude. I, I like. I hope this pans out. And also, I think I, maybe this guy gets more aware of this fetish, and you know, kind of ascends to that next level of like sexual understanding. I I don't know. I hope for that. Uh. But good luck to you. Good luck to you. As we move on to this next question, me seventeen M a POC. Has a girlfriend that believes in sentiments, movements, and leaders that I believe to be racist. My girlfriend and I have been dating for a little over four months now. We're having a good time, and we were friends before that, so there was already a bond. I don't think this is infatuation or idealization or anything like that. I feel a stronger connection to her, and over these past four months, I feel like we've broken through that infatuation stage. Of course, I could be totally wrong, but that's for another day. Anyway, just over a few days ago, we talked about the news and such. 
This is when I found out that she supports something that I believe devalues and dismisses the voice of people of color. To me, it's racist. This is also when I found out that she supports somebody that I also believe to be racist. Her whole family shares this same belief as well. Anyway, we discussed it with each other and debated a little bit. I shared why I think she, why I think what she supports is inherently racist and how I feel about the landscape currently. She told me what she thought about it. It was all really respectful and we left it at that. She told me she respects my opinions, but I'm going to be honest and say I'm not sure if I respect her opinions. <laughs> I don't want to say that this is a deal breaker, but how can I date somebody that supports ideologies and leaders that I think could affect me negatively. I want to talk to her about it again, but what do I do if she doesn't reevaluate her beliefs? It would be difficult for me to just ignore something like that. TLDR, my girlfriend supports racist leaders and movements, and although we talked about it, she didn't change her mind, and I'm not too sure what to do in this situation. That was posted by throwaway3892621. So I'm curious about the degree on this one. It's Trump. Like, is she? You know, it's Trump. But I, but I don't know, because like the way he's going up, like I feel like if you're somebody who is aware of these things, and you're dating somebody, and they start spouting like Trump shit is blatantly racist shit, and if you're aware enough to like recognize that and like bring that up with them like i don't think you'd just be like oh, i could deal with this but i'm not sure you know because an argument could also be made that like basically every politician in this country is fucking racist the dnc is fucking racist biden's Whoa! racist yeah they're all fucking racists on, on different degrees but like i i don't know at least me personally like like a Biden type person or like a vote blue no matter who person, even though I think that's a load of fucking sludge, garbage, bullshit. Like, I feel like those people's heart could be in the right place and they could be swayed over. Whereas I think like a flag waving chud who's like this dude in the White House uh, who's like talking about Antifa being terrorists and like BLM being terrorists. <laughs> Left wing like, fascists, he said, which is fucking wild yeah which is which is fucking comedy but that that's like mask off shit you know yeah i don't think there's i'm not gonna because you can kind of tolerate the lib shit if they're a decent person and maybe they're just not that political maybe they've been insulated from by their privilege they don't even realize they're doing anything wrong here and maybe you could sway them eventually and so right. if that if that's the case there i don't know i guess i guess this is the case for 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 everything like, I don't know, as a society, like, we still, and I think this is starting to die out finally because it's a load of shit, but we still kind of hang on, like, cling to this whole, like, oh, it's just politics or just people's opinions. Like, you got to respect other opinions Ugh. when it's like, no, dude, like, we're not talking about, like, fucking sports here or, like, what my favorite brand of queso is. Like, this is shit that, that directly, like, leads to violence uh, against minorities and and marginalized people in this country like it, it that's not a oh that like i respect that thought but like i think that's actually fine to to profit <laughs> off the labor of uh black people you know who are society and legal system is set up to force towards prison so that we can exploit them for free labor like that's not an opinion you're just a piece of fucking garbage <laughs> you're just an absolute you can piece hate of shit. someone for having that opinion and that's yeah. totally fine um 
So in case that's where you're at with it, like you're totally fine to leave this based on that. This is like deep personal. This fucking directly affects you. This is something you have to deal with in a way that it sounds like she, I think she's white judging by this, that she doesn't have to. And it's okay to be like, you know what? Like I want somebody who's on the same page to begin with and recognizing like all the horrific shit that's going on. That's totally fine. You know? Um, but if this is a case where you feel like she's her heart's in the right place there, you know, she's just maybe grown up surrounded by the white supremacist, low-key white supremacist shit that we were all raised in and, and is very normalized, maybe you could shift her away from it. Maybe some good could come from it. But again, that like that call is yours. You're not obligated to put that kind of fucking effort in for a relationship. Sure. And if you don't feel like you can, like, that's totally fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with, with leaving somebody based on this. I I fully agree with that sentiment. Um, in fact, if it is, if it is Trump, because I've known, like, 17-year-olds who don't have, we don't have a robust political education in this country at all. Oh, dude, I missed that they were 17. Yeah. That so, is a big part. So, like, I know 17-year-olds that don't, that like wouldn't have the political acumen to even really grasp what Trump is up to, right? Right. So right, like, like you're 17, you could still be living at home. You're just surrounded by your parents' shit. Yeah. You don't really. It's not really. It's difficult to like kind of form your own opinion or learn anything to the contrary of that. Yeah, and this girlfriend could be like, what? Like, how could I be racist? I love Candace Owens. <laughs> you know what I mean? like how could how could I be racist she's you know uh so if if it is in fact him where the fuck was I going it's gone Donovan I lost it um oh shoot but, but that like I see you were getting towards maybe that could be salvageable on account of she's young you know and like sure yeah this isn't no. like a hard entrenched thing maybe she was just surrounded by this Maybe she Which just, isn't to excuse that, but right. it is like that you can work with that as opposed to like a 30-year-old who's a diehard Trumper. Right. This, this may be this person's opportunity to kind of grow out of the sludge, to like fucking bud off of the fucking racist fungus and, uh, you know, uh, go and grow a beautiful flower of, uh, of interracial uh, delight and power. Um, so this is not your responsibility. You don't have a responsibility to create a better white person out of her. Um, but this could be an opportunity. So I, I keep, I would keep at it with these conversations and it's not the kind of thing that she's going to give up easily if she grew up in it and if her whole family's in it, because like, think of the consequences for her. Uh, coming home to her family and be like, hey, guess what? Uh, all of this is bullshit, and uh, I'm dating a black man. How does that sound? Right. And, and and that stuff can be overlooked a little bit. Obviously, that problem pales in comparison to being the victim of... Uh, yeah, being uh, murdered for fucking walking down the street. But, but that is a thing. I mean, you're effectively brainwashed, like... Honestly, growing up in any society to an extent because you're surrounded with and especially like the hyper patriotic jingoistic shit that we live in. Like, right. All of this stuff is so normalized that a person like 
you are kind of a victim of that too. You know, I didn't fucking ask to be raised in this garbage. I don't want it to be this way. Mm -hmm. And for so much of my life, I was just totally fucking unaware of that. I will say I was a a card carrying socialist party USA member when I was 17, which is pretty cool. Damn. I don't know how much I knew what I was talking about. I just knew that conservatives (laughs) were fucking idiots by the time. (laughs) So, uh, I was, um, I was what? 19 years old. And I'm dating this girl, and she's going to school at, uh, um, she's finishing up her degree at Cornell University, getting ready to go off to University of Fredonia for her master's degree. And I said to her, well, I mean, America may have its problems, but it's the only place in the world that you can criticize your government. (laughs) And she was like, what? (laughs) She's like, are you serious? She's like, do you have any, do you have you learned anything about any other countries? And I'm like, no. Well, they're all worse. I know that. They are all worse than us. I do know that. And she's like, did you go to public school? And I'm like, yeah. Right. Because the the shit's institutionalized. And like, we help perpetuating that, but we're also victims of it at the same time, if that makes sense. Right. Um, So I don't know. I, I Like, I do cut her more slack on account of she's 17. Um, but, but again, like you, you got no obligation here. Relationships are hard enough to begin with, especially first relationships are hard enough to begin with without having to simultaneously like undo 17 years of, of capitalist propaganda that like this person was raised in and racist propaganda. Um, but that, like that being said, if you're up for that and you really like this person and you can tell they have a good heart, you know, you, you can take a swing at that. Like, I I don't think that's, this is an absolute uh, deal breaker in the sense that like, it's unchangeable. It's just kind of about how much effort and, and you got to suss this out. Like how far gone is she? And also like, do you have the capacity to be doing that on top of first relationship and all that stuff? But I don't know. Every, every fucking... I was a fucking moron when I was 17. I had tons of stuff I gotta work out, you know? And this is kind of one of those things. It's just like a toxic thing you're raised with, and you gotta hopefully move past it, you know, uh, eventually. But it's kind of a call on you. You know more about this person. You know kind of more of, like, the feeling that is there that kind of goes beyond, you know, the political shit that she's spouting. Because sometimes people really don't understand what they're saying in terms of that. So I reckon... uh it's up to you, but if you want to take a crack at it, uh, yeah. good on you, you know? Yeah. There is a film, it's a French film, where a woman uh, meets young, like, conservative, like, basically, it, it's it's in France, so of course conservative has a different connotation than it has here, but uh, she basically fucks these dudes and turns them into leftists. <laughs> That's a superpower. Uh, so there's uh there is now in my Google search history movie where the chick fucks fascists and turns them into, and turns them into leftists. because <laughs> uh, uh, I can't find I can't remember the name of the film. Sucks. Like uh, there's basically so it, one of the cases in the film this kid's like um, this dude's like going to be a banker like he's in school for economics so that he can go to become a banker and he fucking quits that life and becomes a baker. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's like a good service. So maybe you could do that service for the world. Maybe she would have been like, maybe she's the next gun girl. What's her name? 
I can't remember her fucking name. Who gives a shit? I know the who ch- you're talking about. The chick, the chick who shit herself at that party. Um, <laughs> maybe she's the next one of her, but you could, I don't know. Maybe you could turn it around. Right. So who knows? I don't know. When it, like, when it comes down to it, I, I, I think all people are basically decent, but that the systems that surround us twist people into pretty fucking horrific things. And sometimes I just, I don't think you can get past that. Right. Um, it's if, when that this person's an edge case, if it's just kind of your typical lib shit that she's spouting, you know, I, I, I think that, I think that is something that's salvageable. And if you, if you feel like you can put the effort in, eh, fucking do it. Yep. The world, you would be doing the world a favor. You would. So good luck with this shit. I, I hope this works out. I hope she comes around quickly and, and, and stuff works out for y'all. Great. And then you get to be the fucking president of this shithole and, and, and fix things up a little bit. Fuck yeah. The children are All our right. future, Donovan. They, they certainly are. And uh, I don't know. Good to see, like, a, I mean, this guy's a POC, so I, there's not really any escaping this shit, but good to see somebody, like, at 17 being, recognizing, like, hey, this is fucked up, <laughs> you know, like, in terms <laughs> yeah. of dating. Yeah. Uh, I don't, it's easy to wave, especially as, like, a young dude, it's easy to wave away a lot of shit if, <laughs> if sex is on the table. <laughs> Well, you want to do you want to do one more one more uh, sex adjacent question? Let's take a look. Yeah, let's do it, baby. All right. How sexual is too sexual? I'm 23F in a FWB situation with a guy 25, and we've both expressed being hypersexual and personality wise, we're just super relaxed with each other. But whenever I go to quote unquote push boundaries, I guess like sending pics casually dropping sex-related convos, I don't get a lot of enthusiasm. I'm a very horny person, and I'm holding back a lot. If he had never mentioned being really horny all the time, I wouldn't even question anything, but he made a point of it. I just really like sex and all the ways he can make it feel amazing, but is hypersexuality less attractive from women than it is men? Mm. Is spontaneous sexuality hot or annoying? I really want to know what guys think about it. Now it was posted by Stressy Duck. I want to zero in on the question. Uh, how did she put it? Is hypersexuality less attractive from women than it is men? No. no. <laughs> I think. I think if I was, if I was just like, yeah, I want to fuck all the time to like a new partner, they'd be like, Jesus, dude, like fucking calm down. But it, I think maybe if a woman was like, I'm going to fuck all the time, that's a little more palatable. Right, because it is, I, I don't know, like at least just from kind of cultural dorms, it is, that is different. That That is more unusual than a, yeah. than a terminally horny man. Like a terminally um, horny man is like, ugh, boring. <laughs> like right. a terminally horny woman is like, ooh, this is potentially interesting. Right. Um... But so, like, but that side of things, I I wouldn't worry too much about, like, if how you're feeling is off-putting, because it's, like, it's fine to be into sex to, like, a a big degree like this. And for Um, for whatever gender, like, you can can be very interested in sex, and that can be totally fine. Right. Uh, But as we've talked about in terms of sex drives, and also, like, with kinks, you know, maybe... Not so much, well, kind of, like this stuff that's not within kind of the normal spectrum of stuff, like really out there. Because I'm getting the impression 
she's got this huge sex drive. And this mm-hmm. dude's like, hell yeah, I love sex. So I'm fucking real horny too. Sure. But then when you're actually faced with a really high sex drive, if you're not there, it can be like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exhausting. It can push you back because you're like, fuck, I guess I'm not up to this. You know, I kind of been in that situation before. Um, but, but like, it, sometimes you can kind of work past that mismatch, or sometimes it just is too much that it's not gonna. It just doesn't work. And I don't think that's like an objectively, well, this is more attractive than this or like, mm-hmm. well, this is objectively annoying. It's just kind of like how, how, how do people, you know, how do people match up? And, you know, if, if he's to the degree that like, you're kind of putting this out there and he's like, uh, it's not for me. And this is something like you're really into like this and it's really important to you. I, I don't, I don't think. You know, I I don't think there's just leave this as a friends with benefits situation is is kind of what I'm what I'm saying. I, that, I wouldn't yeah. put all the eggs in this basket. I I feel much the same. Uh, I get the sense that early on this was discussed. You were like, guess what? I'm real horny all the fucking time, and he was like, well, I'm gonna take a look. I'm just gonna thumb through this. Uh, societal expectations playbook and uh, it's going to tell me <laughs> that I am a man ergo I am horny all the time so True. yeah yeah I'm fucking super horny too <laughs> <laughs> and then he finds out like oh oh no <laughs> oh boy this is a lot for me um, so I think maybe he was just trying he was just talking a big game trying to keep up and uh, he's not really there with it because if you're like, oh my god, you just you just send in nudes and he's like, oh, it's all right. Ah, oh, that's yeah, gotta that's, that's th- gotta be fucking demoralizing. You send right. a nude and just get back like a like the fucking Facebook thumbs up emoji, <laughs> <laughs> the, the holding the heart emoji. That's, that's <laughs> the there. care react. You get a fucking care react on your nude? No. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 just no good. <laughs> but like it, it is I don't know. It's it is also understandable. People people got different drives. Right. I'm not trying to like dish on this dude. It just it just sounds like maybe this ain't the best matchup. You know, maybe you sure. hook up sometimes when you're both feeling it. But if he's not up to the up to the challenge here, you know, maybe maybe be looking around uh looking around elsewhere too. I had a great analogy for this, Arthur. Yeah. Because it could be that like this is just like I'm a dude, I'm super horny, and but he's not actually. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like it's kind of like me in the gym okay. back when I could go to the gym. I'm squatting like four four twenty pounds, fucking dank, dank, and nice. I'm like I'm the biggest motherfucker in here. Nobody can squat more than me. You feel like a fucking badass. And then one day you're in there, and like a sixty year old dude in the rack next to you loads up five plates and knocks out five reps like it's fucking nothing. You're like, oh. Uh, I'm below average. I am total. I am under the dirt. You know what I mean? Like sure. in a vacuum, it's, it's easy to think certain things about yourself. Well, I'm jerking it every day. I'm the horniest person around. But then like when you, it, it can get so, so much hornier is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> and you just didn't realize it. And I, 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 I kind of think that's what happened here. He thought that. horniness had a ceiling where he was. And then you, and then you broke that ceiling. You broke that glass ceiling with your powerful ultra horniness. And now he's kind of like, oh fuck, I can't, you know, 
I can't climb up through that ceiling. That's that's my horny ceiling. I can't. I don't have the power to break my own horny ceiling. All right. I want you. To, I want you to imagine this. You know the Kinsey scale, right? You're on a zero yeah. to seven. Uh, what was it? Zero is completely. I may have this backwards, but I think it's zero is completely heterosexual. Seven is completely homosexual. Maybe I got it backwards, but anyway. Uh, there is a, a new conceptualization of that spectrum which is actually an XY axis, which is um, like the X axis is attraction to women. The Y axis is attraction to men, right? So you can mm-hmm. be very attracted to men and a little attracted to women. You can be very attracted to women, a little attracted to men. You can be very attracted to both. And I placed myself on that scale and I was pretty deep into both. And so I began to describe myself as a more sexual. Um. A more, more, sexual? more sexual. I'm a more sexual. I am more sexual towards both, like towards all genders. Okay. I thought gotcha. I would get more of a laugh out of more sexual. <laughs> I just got confused. M O R E. M O R E. More sexual. So just like more sexual than average. Just like real fucking horny for uh, everyone. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the so Simon Hanselman we have on. I think we talked about his character Werewolf Jones a little bit. But mm. he, he described him as as uh, what was it omnisexual? Yes, where he's, he's, he's fucking literally anything. <laughs> like it is the purest, highest tier of horniness. It doesn't matter what it is. He's on board and like enthusiastically on board. Yeah, dead, inanimate, um, metaphysical. <laughs> He'll fuck it. <laughs> Right. So, I, I, you know, I guess this this guy's just kind of learning his place on the horny spectrum. He That's thought right. he was way out there, but he was really just on the sandbar, you know, and there's like seven other sandbars out there in the distance of increasing horniness. Yeah, get and, out there. Uh, get out there and surf, my guy. Find where you are and then find a partner who's like in the pocket with you that you can hang ten with. Right. But again, friend with benefits situation, you know, if you're both into it in general, it, like you can't keep up in a relationship sense that like you're the only people y'all are going to see and like you just got to keep these mismatched sex drives going. Like, I don't think that could pan out, but like right. a friend with benefits situation like this, I just do it when you're both into it. And there when you you're go. not, I don't know, look, be looking for other people. There you go. Easy peasy. That. Hell yeah. You know what else is uh, super easy? What's that? Finding the artist behind our intro song, Hanging On. Uh, it's the band Nowhere. You can find them at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. In the outro music is the song Stephanie by the Hey Fellows. You can find them on Instagram at the Hey Fellows. Uh, or on Spotify. And it's three separate words. I'm pretty sure they're, they like just put something new out, too. You can find them on Spotify, the Hey Fellows, three different words. I might be a little late on this. They, I know they're back making music. I know Max was focusing on his solo stuff a bit. Uh, they're definitely back on it. I want to say there's an album coming up, but they do have a single uh, new of us a few months ago on Spotify. Uh, you should check that out and keep an eye out because th- th- they're going to be putting more stuff out. Fuck yeah. I want to give a big, thick, deep thank you to our listeners. <laughs> Uh, yeah. f- for hanging out and uh, listening to the show and supporting us uh, week after week. We love it. And uh, I also want to let you know that I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah. A little post-show edition. 
We've posted about it a little bit. We're launching a Patreon show, Radio Free Tote Bag After Dark. Mm. It's like those it's like those shows that would come on G four like late at night and it was like, Hey, this is about video games, but this time's a, this time it's horny. It's There's like boobs. cranked up a bit. Yeah. And so I, I don't know, our topic on this, it's gonna be the Patreon one. I'll I'll link this in our social media. We're gonna record our first episode tomorrow. May or may not have a guest. Plan on that doing it maybe weekly, bi weekly. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, but if you're interested, we'll be, we'll be talking about stuff that maybe we're not comfortable, uh, on the public show, like more personal stuff, yeah. uh, weird experiences from our past. We got a lot of fucking stories. You've heard a little bit of some of them, but there's quite a bit of shit that we, you know, we're just not going to talk about on here. Pay, pay uh, us money to hear our shame. Basically that. So if you're interested, keep an eye out. That'll be out this week. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to work with our main site versus the Patreon. Like if I can link to that feed, uh, but we'll figure it out. Follow us on Instagram at radio free tote bag at on Twitter at RFTB pod really do the Twitter one. I'm trying to get better about that. Uh, but yeah, check it out. And if you're, if you're on board, we'd, we'd love the support. Woo. Okay. Goodbye. All right. We did it.